0: Ladies and gentlemen, the following episode is scheduled for one fall. Coming down the aisle are your hosts of In
1: The Click, Baby Huey and Brian Pranik. What's up everybody? Baby Huey here and joining me once again is my tag team partner from the Bullet It's Phil. What's going on, man? In The Click, I'm back.
0: Yes, yeah, the prodigal son has returned to his rightful place upon the throne. Huey, what's going on, man? It's It's been a while since I've been here.
1: I know. I'm, I'm great, man. First off, thank you again for uh, 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 lending your services for this episode of In the Click. Uh, yes. Once again, Brian, man, he's gone MIA. Like,
0: I, yes, I, yes. He misses your show. He misses mine. It's just a thing.
1: Brian, I love you, man, but you gotta respond to some text messages. Come on, man. So, uh, no, but no, all good. No, uh, Phil, I'm glad you're 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 available for this. Um, I'm really excited to have you back on. And uh, a couple things. One, I I felt kind of guilty. Like I need you back on, considering I I, I worked you last weekend.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Don't work a worker. Don't do that. Don't do that ever again. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. Sorry. A little backstory here. Just long story short, Phil, you were, you were busy. Um, uh, you and Juicy were down in Fresno last weekend for a wrestling show. And our mutual friend, Tim from Pro Wrestling Unlimited, who lives down in Fresno, he was at the show. He texted me, Hey, I see your buddy Phil. I was like, Oh, cool. Hey, text me a photo of Phil. And I'm going to text Phil and say, like, I see you. I'm here in the show. And I was going to send the photo. And it made it look like that I was there watching you from a distance. Yeah, and, like, uh, what's happening?
0: <laughs> like, so yeah, you me. were
1: like, Oh my God, wait, you're here. And I'm like, Yes, I'm here. I I can see you. I watch you. I'm watching you. And um, and then, you know, eventually I just, yeah, revealed. No, I'm not really there. It's just Tim it's just that was there. So I'm glad you and Tim got to meet in person. That's yes. the big takeaway of all this. You guys get to meet in person. And then he told me afterwards that you introduce him and his kids to Juicy. And uh, he told me the kids were really happy to see that. So thank you for doing that. Absolutely, man. Hey, man, feel far to let the kids. And that's the other thing, too. I, I guess I, I feel kind of I, I screwed up there on the intro. I think I should have said not just Phil, Phil Fatu, right? That's your new given name or your, your gimmick name, at least.
0: Yes, I was I was accepted within the Samoan dynasty, within the bloodline. I know we got some dissension within the family but at, the, at, the, at the next cookout or reunion. I'm going to be talking to, to Jay and Jimmy and I'm a like, Roman. Like, what are we doing, brother? Come on. It's not let's not do
1: this. So, for anyone who doesn't know, so you recently did an interview with Jacob Fatu, yes. and early in the interview, Jacob said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, stop! Before I get into this or continue this conversation," and he personally called you or named you Phil Fatu. Uh, and what is what's the explanation behind that? I I, I mean, I know it's because you've been lending your services and just being helpful with the family and everything. Is there anything else to that? Uh no,
0: I mean, for for the Clicksters. Uh, WrestleMania weekend, our WrestleMania week, you know, we were both down there. Yeah. I was, uh, I had the workers weekend, uh, <laughs> uh, night one, we, uh, went to the family home, like where Yokozuna grew up and stuff in Carson. Yeah. And I got to meet Zilla Fatu, Umaga's son, who's training, uh, down in, uh, Texas. Booker with T. Booker yeah. And Jacob was like, ah, it's Philly and Zilla Fatu. So it was just a joke. <laughs> and then that's, it, it's, it's, it's into, in, into this. They, nice. it, it, I, I do like it. Like other members of the family, like Phil fought too. I'm like, Oh man, thank you for acknowledging <laughs> me.
1: <laughs> well, uh, 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 well, I'm curious how the rest of the family is going to accept you. You know, it's, it's a huge family tree they have. So
0: yes, yes. I've, I've met about 90 of them. There's about
1: 8,000 more. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so yes, I, I think that you should really go with that. I, I know you're training, I think when you make your debut, you should no, be Phil Fitt. No, I'm not
0: doing anything like that. No. Okay, okay, not. right on. Absolutely not.
1: But no, uh, first things first. No, thank you again for making the time. Uh, this episode of In the Click, it's going to be one we haven't done in a while. Specifically, talk AEW. I, I know. The last handful of episodes, the last couple of months, I should say, has been very WWE focused. I apologize for anyone that's a fan of AEW and haven't heard enough of us discussing AEW news and dynamite reviews, all that stuff. It was busy, man. It was WrestleMania season. I had a bunch of interviews to do, had to cover WrestleMania, and then just the fallout from WrestleMania. I was playing catch up on work and it's been a busy time, hectic stuff, a lot of things going on. But uh I figure we need to get some AEW discussions on this podcast, especially with this past week with all the breaking news within the last handful of days, good or bad. But hey, you know, there's no such thing as uh, was it bad news? Wait, am I saying that phrase right? All,
0: all press is good press or something like something that? Something like,
1: yeah. No such thing as bad press. It's all yeah, good press. Yeah, so that. so with that being said, a lot of stuff to talk about. Specifically the one and only Mr. CM Punk, aka Phil Brooks, your your fellow Phil, <laughs> Phil, my so, elevator buddy. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so man. man, a lot, a lot to talk about with CM Punk here. I feel like he's not been in the ring since what September, All Out, and the guy is brought up nonstop since that time. For a guy who has not been in the wrestling ring, he's Talked about more than anyone else, I feel like outside of Roman Reigns or Cody Rhodes, you know, the, guys where this like the most started. talked about, huh? You
0: know, where this all started in San Jose <laughs> when he showed up to that, that oh, New Japan show.
1: That's right, yeah, 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 you're right,
0: yeah, that's where it kind of started. And then he showed up to Raw and he showed up to Impact and uh, <laughs> Which, all, the, all these other things,
1: yeah. So it's been an ongoing saga with CM Punk. I, I've <sighs> I I haven't had a chance to look. I hope someone on YouTube is maybe doing like a long story of CM Punk's run in AEW and all the history of it so far. It's been very, yeah, eventful. It's coming up on what, two years now since he debuted in AEW? And wow, what a crazy. August 2021, SummerSlam weekend. So here we are coming up on almost two years. What a ride it's been. So uh, let's jump right into it. So. Uh, On last week's Dynamite, not this past week, the previous week, AEW Dynamite, Tony Khan came on, said he had a huge announcement for this coming week, for this episode of Dynamite, which got a lot of people excited, speculating, what could it be? I know Tony Khan's known for all of his, his, his announcements at this point. So it's like what it is. I think a lot of people thought it would be the announcement for AEW Collision. That's been rumored since what, February? I believe it's been. Yeah. And. With that, a lot of people are thinking there will be more to that announcement, specifically a new TV deal with Warner Brothers. What would that entail? All that stuff. So people were speculating for that week leading up to this week of AEW television. And with, listen, before we get into what happened this week with AEW, I do want to, it feels kind of like an afterthought now about the TV deal, but I do want to touch on it real quick. A couple things. So initially, when rumors of AEW collision was reported, it was announced or speculated, reported from the dirt sheets and whatnot, that this show was going to be a separate show on Saturday nights on TNT. It was going to be the CM Punk show. He was going to be the face of this show. He was going to lead it. They're going to have pretty much a roster of wrestlers from AEW that more or less get along with CM Punk or his buddies or he has no problem working with or they have no problem with him. And so it would almost be... A brand split of sorts, two sorts, two sets of roster, one for Dynamite. People, who, I guess, don't like CM Punk and then people who do like CM Punk on Saturday night. What? <laughs> You're shaking your head here. So that, that's very, very much like an afterthought now. But yeah, what was kind of your initial thoughts on this rumor of like a brand split amongst AEW? Dude,
0: I've been saying this on my show for weeks. Sean and Brett worked together. Edge and Matt Hardy worked together. Yes. Like yeah. w- with real life heat, like guys, like we can we, we can stop like you're, you're grown. You're grown men in spandex. Like, what are we really doing here? <laughs> like At the end of the day, like we know this is a work. Like, what are we doing? Like, yeah, stop working yourselves into a shoot.
1: Yeah. So we'll talk more about this brand split in a little bit, because now we kind of know who might be featured on collision a little bit more. But the other thing was this rumor about the TV deal. And there's different people reporting how much it could be, what it is. Nothing's beneficial. It's really kind of died down at this point, but kind of like the consensus was it was going to be a five year deal. People were throwing around a billion dollars, like 200 million a year for this new AEW deal, which to I, me I, is amazing because right now they're just getting paid, what, like 40 million a year. So where's so- your thoughts just on this? What could it be a new TV deal?
0: I mean, I, I haven't really heard about logistics like that. I mean, that's possible. You know, Fox paid a billion dollars for SmackDown for four years, mm-hmm. so that that is possible. Um, hey, look, more money in, in the pocket. I mean, it it helps people thrive. You know, this will be yeah. a sh- um, from the business wise, and if the numbers do great on a Saturday, then it's it's a win. Are they gonna Are they gonna do six oh five?
1: No, no, it's gonna be eight to ten. 8 to so. 10. So for us on the West Coast, if you want to watch it live, we can watch it at 5 p.m. If you have the, yeah, the app yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, that that's the thing was. It, but like I said, that's all kind of died down. And with with the this rumor of collision, the CM Punk drama, that's very much like an afterthought. And who knows if we'll get an official announcement of that anytime soon. But nonetheless, for me, when I heard that initial report or just speculation, I was excited for AEW's sake and longevity, it's like okay, that's cool. They're going to be around for guaranteed at least five more years, and if you get like roughly two hundred million a year, that's awesome news for the company because that that they have that much more money to to pay their talent to re-sign certain people, whoever they want to give them raises or bring in other new talent, other free agents maybe coming off the books over at WWE. Have more money to spend on, you know, different sets and, and production value, just re- reinvest that money into the product. It's a win-win, just getting more money in general. So I, I was excited for that. But like I said, now that feels very much like an afterthought because of the whole CM Punk drama, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens if, if we'll get an official TV deal announcement sometime soon, which also it's, it's also ex- exciting time for AW because keep in mind, Live television is still a big money maker. I know TNT and Warner Brothers and Discovery specifically had the big merger. They're trying to cut costs and cutting a lot of things and uh, lose people losing jobs, unfortunately. But they're the fact that they were willing to maybe invest more money in AEW. That's a great sign, and it just just shows how valuable live television is. Live pro wrestling. It just if it gives them free, it gives them great content for for TNT and TBS. So we'll see what how that goes. But uh, um, so now jumping ahead to this past Wednesday morning, Warner Brothers Discovery had the company's 2023 upfront presentation that was held at Madison Square Garden in New York City. A lot of people were curious what this announcement is going to be and this. Will this be connected to the announcement Tony Khan had that night on Dynamite, which it was? So it was announced at this event that AEW Collision will premiere on Saturday, June 17th, 8 to 10 p.m. on TNT. And they revealed this big logo on it. So I want to get your thoughts, Phil. What do you think of the AEW Collision logo and like kind of like the flyer graphic that they made for it? I
0: mean, it's obviously paying homage to, to Nitro and and, and and everything like that, which, you know, I like it. Uh, yeah. there, there, there were late rumors that where people were like, oh, no, Tony Khan's going to announce – AEW Russell Dream, which the trademark has been filed for that, kind of like people thought he was going to announce maybe another quick show or something like that, like a like a pay per view style thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I saw th- those late things probably just trying to throw people off the trail. But at AEW Collision, it, I'm here for it, but you know I have kind of my qualms with the way things are going right now in AEW, I mean like (laughs) is it just gonna turn into rampage where nobody really watches it you only watch it if you're there live or is it gonna be i know tim from uh pro wrestling unlimited said this is like gonna be like their smackdown like this is this is gonna be treated like a real big deal hopefully it is you know
1: yeah no i'm with you so let's talk about this logo yes i very much love it it's a total throwback to wcw monday nitro monday night nitro is um I love like, you know, the the red font up at the top where WCW was instead of Saturday. You know, previously it said Monday and it's where it said Nitro it says Collision, the TNT logo. It very much feels like an updated version of the Nitro logo, which I love as someone who grew up during the Attitude Era, watched Monday Nitro just from start to finish. I, to me, I love it. It's a great callback, throwback of sorts. So I'm all for it. And then on this flyer itself. Oh, by the way, I hope they go with a TV set similar to Nitro. I would love that. I, I know they got the. they recently was it back in January. They updated the sets for Dynamite. Yeah. Now, if they get a new TV deal and get more money, I hope they build a separate set for Collision to make it feel different. And that's the thing. Collision, I think, is supposed to be filmed live most Saturdays. But that's yeah. a big. That's a big plus as well. So with that being said, you can have a dynamite set build up on Wednesdays, wherever city they're in. Then Saturday, have that set built up wherever they're at on on a Saturday. So I hope they have a different set, different feel. I would love if it's literally looks like Nitro and they got AEW in that steel font, like actual yeah. big block letters on the side, and and I, I would pop so hard for that. <laughs> Even they got announcer's table off to the side. Kind of like the same one WCW used to have. Where, as we know, the NWO invaded that stage set all the time. I I would love it all. I I'm, I'm, I would pop so hard. Uh, but the flyer itself, this graphic. We see Samoa Joe up top. Thunder the Rosa. Powerhouse Hobbs. We see Orange Cassidy. MJF. And then right below that, Andre Il Idolo. Uh, uh, FTR. Miro. And then House of Black at the very bottom. So... Phil it looks like These people are going to be kind of like the face Of AEW collision It's it's uh, the speculation Is like okay are these all the people who get Along with CM Punk and have no problem Working with him so is this going to be The initial roster there Kind of your thoughts on who's on this List so far
0: well you know the rumor Has been going around that CM Punk wants to Work with Samoa Joe wants to revisit that Yeah which I'm, I'm here for it Um I, I like it, you know. A, a, M, MJF being the AEW World Champion, it's important to have him on this show if it's going to be that yeah. massive. Uh, it's going to give people a chance to shine. Like Andrade hasn't done, really done anything. Yeah. He's been with this company for what two years now. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing's yeah. happened with him. Miro's yeah. finally come back. Maybe he'll get some shine. Um, I like, I like the poster. Just let people like have their have their chance to shine. Like what SmackDown did originally, like the SmackDown Six. That we always talk about, you know, the, those six competitors put on the best performances week in, week out. Maybe these people would be putting on the best performances in wrestling week in, week out with it uh, with the addition of collision.
1: Yeah. I, like I said, I, I'm really digging this potential lineup. My only thing is, and a lot of people are kind of making this comment. It really feels like this is the land of the misfits, the people who have had heat. With other members of the AEW roster. <laughs> this is like okay. There's like a separate island. That they all got to exist on now. It's like okay. You can't be on Dynamite. Because you don't get along with certain people on the roster. We're going to put you all on Saturday. You guys can do your own thing over there. So I I don't know if that's like. This is the greatest idea. Because to me I just feel like. If you got issues amongst your locker room. You got to make it work out. I mean Phil you brought up a good point. It's like. You know, Brett, Sean, other people have gotten along. It's like, I feel like instead you're avoiding addressing the issue. People can't get along. You got to work it out and be professional and do work together.
0: And it's like, it's like Tony Collins basically like, okay, you know, here, let me cater to your needs. Let me, but you got to, sometimes you got to put your like your fist down. Like Vince wouldn't stand for this. I was just going to say, you're going to work together and like it.
1: I I was going to say, yeah, Vince McMahon to his credit. He, he, if people had an issue, it's like, uh, so what? Either you get along or you get out of here. And so do you, you want to be happy or do you want to make money?
0: <laughs> it's it, it as harsh as that sounds. You know, that's kind of that, that's kind of the nature of the beast.
1: Yeah. So it's just interesting. Like I said, who was on this initial graphic here that was presented? However, this was not the original draft of this graphic here. And then that's when the words are coming out. Was it late Wednesday about? The issue around CM Punk, how initially the original graphic was going to have CM Punk on there, not MJF. And so that was kind of like uh, uh, where things started coming out that, you know, this, a lot of people were like, where's CM Punk? Why is he not on this graphic? Some people were speculating, oh, okay, is this because they want to keep that surprise on television as a big return and not spoil it early on this graphic? Uh, but no, not so much the case here. So, um, Let's see. So uh Punk was originally supposed to be the focal point on Wednesday's announcement of the new show. However, Tuesday, Warner Brothers was asked to remove him from all the graphics and the press release. But we know like early drafts of the press release that went out to the public had CM Punk mentioned on there. So it did get leaked out that he was supposed to be a part of this pr- big announcement here. Um, his image was replaced with MJF, as I just said. And his name was not mentioned along with the other returning wrestlers, Miro Thunder Rose, and Andrade. Um. Let's see So Dave Meltzer wrote in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter that CM Punk And A-Steel were both on the impression that A-Steel would return to AEW as a producer For Collision and this was Tightly guarded secret and sources Within AEW even denied A-Steel Was being rehired uh, So the reason CM Punk Was taking off all the graphics because uh It was There was a conflict between Tony Khan and CM Punk because CM Punk wanted A-Steel Come back and work as a producer in person on Collision. Um, and but apparently he was just gonna be remotely working, uh, instead of being in person. Um, uh, so yeah, that's where it led to the whole fiasco having to remove CM Punk from all the promotional uh materials there. Um, but Warner Brothers has reporting that they hope that this solution or will be resolved, or excuse me, this issue would be resolved by next week. And then a new report came out from Mike Johnson, PW Insider. That Steele's involvement with AEW collision was the conflict preventing CM Punk from being announced as part of this week's show, as part of the show this week. And then Nick Hasman of House of Wrestling also reported that A. Steele was rehired by AW months ago, although he has not been backstage. And I guess when asked by other people, they had no idea about this. Um what added also to this, I guess, are reports that Impact Wrestling expressed interest in hiring A Steele, but he turned it down. Leading people to speculate that Ace was either going to go to WWE or AEW. Now, Phil, do you know Ace Steel? I think he believed he worked at NXT for a while, right?
0: Uh, I don't know about that. Okay. Uh, honestly, didn't know who Ace Steel was till they showed up on TV. <laughs> not, not, not knocking the dude or anything like that. Just wasn't familiar with his work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess well, I was, you can say it, it is what it is. It, yeah. Well, here's the
1: thing. So Tony Khan announced on AEW Dynamite this week. Uh, let's let's talk about his announcement. So he officially announced that um, AEW Collision will be happening on June, June 17th. Like I said, and then he pretty much said that next week he'll announce where the first episode of Collision is going to be. He kind of like a graphic shown of all the dates lined up. Uh, but now. There's the rumor for June 17th, that Saturday, apparently the rumor is they booked the United Center in Chicago, but now with the CM Punk issue happening, they did not go ahead with the announcement of that's the location because they don't know if he's going to be there or not. And they don't want to book a show in Chicago without CM Punk not being there. And now the backup plan is Dave Meltzer's reporting that they have daily's place in Jacksonville lined up just in case. <laughs> so,
0: um, uh, yeah, I, I, I heard, I heard that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, apparently they were going to call this the second coming.
1: Yeah, that was for word. his, for,
0: for, his uh, for his return. Um, <laughs> hopefully it all works out, man. You know, because CM Punk, so, are, there's a people do want to see him, regardless of how much smack people talk about him. They yeah. do. They do want to see him.
1: So let me ask you this. If you're playing the role of Tony Khan, if you're in his shoes right now, what do you do? There's two sides to how you can handle this. And unfortunately, it's a lose-lose situation, I think, overall. There's no perfect solution to this. If you're Tony Khan, what do you do? Do you do what CM Punk wants? Give him his demand, which is bring back a Steel and have him come on site to work as a producer or whatever job title it is for Collision. Or do you not do what he says, piss him off, But in doing so, you make everyone else happy who don't want to deal with CM Punk and you just move on. It's a tough situation here because if you're Tony Khan, you're trying to like get as much ratings as you can. Get the biggest audience to tune in and CM Punk is a draw and there's potentially a new deal, a TV deal on the line here. So you you might feel that pressure of like, okay, I need CM Punk back to increase our ratings number just to Get this TV deal signed and and, and and set up and ready to go. So it's really a tough situation here. I could see CM Punk. He probably think, man, I have all the leverage here. I can control this. There's no way, I, you know. I, I they they need me. So I don't know. What do you? How do you feel? What would you do if you're Tony Khan here? Put your fist
0: down. Be stern. Like sit down, or apparently these meetings have already happened, which I don't yeah. know how we know that. I don't, I don't know who's leaking that information. Yeah. But no, just like sit sit down with Punk and figure something out. And like, if there's going to be like a, a, a soft brand split, the Bucks and Kenny don't need to be there. They still can come work on site. Sure, why not? Whatever. <laughs> you, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Just figure out a way to appe- appease both parties, but like, you gotta you gotta really have the control. Don't be like have your strings pulled like a puppet you know what i mean
1: yeah that's the thing it's like okay do you do what cm punk wants his demands of bring his buddy back and have him work as a producer at collision but at the same time you're pissing off a lot of people who don't want to work with him and the fact he's being demanding like this it just shows that he's still upset and it's just amazing that he's willing to kind of like avoid coming back to AW just for his friend. I mean, I guess kudos to CM punk for being loyal to his one friend, but at the same time, you're, you're, you're really fluffing the feathers, feathers of, of this TV deal. And like, you are maybe making a, a toxic work environment. So I don't know what you do. I mean, I feel like if you're Tony Khan, it's like at a certain point, you gotta be like, you know what? I can't handle this anymore. This is not worth it. You're jeopardizing way too much. I I I, I gotta get. I, I just can't bring him back anymore. So I don't know. We'll see what happens here. And the other thing too to keep in mind is if these reports are true that he's actually been secretly rehired, a steal for months now. What does that say about Tony Khan though? And like maybe having some trust issues months as rosters, employees. I mean, if the EVPs don't know about this, this has all been kind of a secret thing. This is all like speculation. But what are your thoughts on Tony Khan? If it's true that he secretly had a steel rehire months ago, but working remotely, but not telling anyone, I'm sure some people might not like that idea as well.
0: Yeah. Well, it sounds like people don't want to be around him then. And, and, and I would be like, well, he's rehired and he's not, he's not around you. So why do you care?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the thing that that what people get upset is like this guy bit an evp bit kitty omega he punched uh, uh or he threw a, a chair at nick jackson like you should be fired like you caused bodily harm to someone you assaulted someone theoretically you you should be arrested and if you get arrested you should lose your job you should be fired a- any other workplace any other work environment this would not not last like it, yeah that's what's I, I, so that's what's so interesting. Like only in pro wrestling where you can do this stuff and still maybe have your job. I mean, it's crazy.
0: I it's been so long. I, I know he was involved in the scuffle, but I I forgot that he he yeah. did
1: Kitty Omega. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's the thing. It's like he assaulted people. He should lose his job and not come back. And the fact that CM Punk is fighting for this, I mean, like, dude, CM Punk, like, I know you, you're trying to uh, stay up or stand up again for your friend, get his job. But It's like, dude, he insulted someone like, don't you care about your own career? I, I know CM Punk. I'm sure he cares about his image and uh, how people feel about him. And, you know, I'm sure he didn't like me how he went out in WWE and maybe he, he felt like he wanted to kind of do a little course correction on, on in part of his, uh, of his wrestling career. But now, the, what all the drama he's creating AEW, he's like adding more fuel to the fire of like this, just kind of this bad impression of who he is. So I would think he would want to do what he can to kind of make people like him. And and it's like, why are you standing for a steel? You get what I'm saying, Phil? Does that make sense? As far no, as
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <clears throat> he wants to be loyal to his friend. He wants to try to. I mean, I don't. I don't know what a steel situation is. Uh. Well, if A Steel does get fired from AEW, then go take the job at Impact.
1: Yeah, but but, but that's that's just my thing. It's like I'm really surprised CM Punk's willing to kind of maybe throw away his career for A Steel.
0: Yeah, let's let's be honest, Punk doesn't need the money. Like he, I'm sure. Yeah, maybe maybe that's it.
1: Maybe that's it. Maybe that's why CM Punk is so firm in his position. It's like, no, I'm not coming back unless my buddy comes back. And I'm sure a lot of people on the outside looking in and be like, dude, you're willing to throw away your career just for this guy? It's like, sorry, this guy, like I said, he assaulted people and the people don't want to work with him. Just, you know, unfortunately, you guys can't work together anymore as friends. But like, look at the big picture here. You have a chance to really do some course correction on your career and 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 maybe help AW to a certain extent. But he's really kind of set in his ways. I guess he's just really stubborn in that sense. So.
0: Yeah, Phil, Phil's are stubborn, man. So I don't know. So, I don't
1: know. We'll see. And then that's the thing. It's like, and I've I like you said, Tony Khan. I'm sure he feels the pressure. He's like, okay, I need CM Punk because if I, if I bring him in, then that way, you know, it's going to get a big ratings push. Then it's going to make us look good, the Warner Brothers, and they're they're going to be happy to sign us to a new TV deal. And you know, we can have CM Punk write out this contract for the next couple years and we're going to look good for Warner brothers and all that stuff. So I'm sure for him, it's like he wants CM Punk cause he knows he's a ratings draw, but at the same time, you know, it's just more drama. And I'm sure there's a lot of people in the locker rooms. Like, look at this. It's a never ending battle with this guy. It's like, why do we need him? We have enough talent here. So sure. let me ask you this, Phil, if CM Punk doesn't come back, Which, oh, by the way, that's the thing, Dynamite, you know, Tony Khan did say he's going to have another announcement this coming Wednesday on Dynamite. And so realistically, I think that's where he's going to announce where the first episode of Collision is going to be. Now, if it's at the United Center in Chicago, then, you know, CM Punk's coming back and they work things out. Or if it's at Daly's Place in Jacksonville, then he's not coming back. So we'll see how that announcement plays out. But let me ask you this. If CM Punk doesn't come back, do you think this Collision show is doomed from the start before he even actually has his debut episode?
0: In some ways, yes. Mm-hmm. In other ways, if it has a completely different feel from Dynamite and Rampage and other people are really truly given a t- chance to shine and the matches mm-hmm. are great and the storytelling is good, then it'll be fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And another thing, if you want a ratings draw, throw all this drama on AEW Access. <laughs> you know, all access. Throw it all on there. Which They've been I'm really, going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say this right here. Yeah. How do you How do you have a reality show with Matt and Nick Jackson on it, and they don't talk about the one thing we all want to talk about? I know. It's They've st-
1: been avoiding it's, it. Yeah. It's
0: completely – that's not the purpose of reality TV. This happened, but we don't want to talk about it. Reality TV is supposed to be trashy and dramatic.
1: Yeah. We're the here. biggest – the biggest backstage locker room drama of the last year. And they don't they avoid talking at all. I'm with you. I, that's why I kind of like, OK, why should I watch this? And we're not going to actually talk about the big issues here on this show.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. We'll it's, see it's something. But Sam Punk's been having fun with this whole thing. We've seen his Instagram stories he, like he's yeah. been on TV for nine months and people still can't stop talking about him. And he threw this on his on his story yesterday. Yeah. Hockey tonight would be great if everything is wrapped up by middle of June. I've got a wedding anniversary to plan now. Gonna, <laughs> yeah, so he, he's ha- he's having he's having a little fun with this.
1: Well, the other day he took some shots at Brian Alvarez and and saying yeah. that just the fan base is can really toxic and encourage everyone to go outside and touch grass. But the thing is, it's like he's calling out Brian Alvarez, but Brian Alvarez, it's like, dude, I work in pro wrestling media. I have to talk about the news. That's why I talk about you. I have no issues with you. So,
0: I mean, given, you know, like the accuracy of Meltzer and his reporting over the years, yeah. I guess that's what Punk was getting at. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're not always right and they've gotten a lot of major things wrong. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's where he was uh, hitting on him for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, man, he'll be back. If not in AEW, he'll be somewhere. Cause, so it's CM Punk. Like you 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 know he'll he'll draw money in.
1: Well that's the thing. It's like what's where you draw the line? If you're Tony Khan be like, Okay, if this is the, the like I can't handle anymore. This is the last straw here. Like this is the sand line. If he doesn't come back after this, then I'm done. Like I don't need him anymore. So um I like I feel like in the last year there's been way too much drama from him. Like, is it really worth it? I mean what CM Punk, how old is he now? what 40 he's in his mid 40s and you know he's injury prone like at the, you know it's one thing if he was like in his late 20s early 30s then it, then I could see it's worth investing that time cuz you know you get so much extra years out of him but the but the fact that he's you know in his mid 40s injury prone
0: he's 44 years old
1: yeah so i don't know it's like is it worth it that's the big question here is it worth all this drama for someone who's at the very much the, the end part of his career here. I don't Look, know.
0: Like I, like I said, man, sit a steel punk bucks, Kenny down. Look, punk literally just went backstage at WWE, a place where he literally hated. He thought mm-hmm. it was hell on earth and mm-hmm. was able to make amends with guys like the Miz and ha- apparently have a nice conversation with Triple H. when yeah. the, We know about the heat they've had. If he can yeah. do that, then the, all these guys can work this out.
1: Well, what's interesting here is if they do work things out with CM Punk, then I think you definitely need a hard brand split as far as Saturday nights, having kind of this dedicated roster, working with CM Punk only, and then the ones who don't like working with him on Dynamite. But if CM Punk's not there and you don't have him as that big draw, then I don't think you need such a a defining brand split. I, I think you can have it especially without him being there, you're going to need some of the big names from dynamite to appear on collision to make that show popular and get people to tune in.
0: Here's what I would do. Like make that play, like, like make that place a a spot for like designated champions. If that makes sense. You know, like kind of how like the cruiserweight title was just on SmackDown for a period of time. Mm -hmm. Here's what I would do. Occasionally have the world champion, whoever they are, make an appearance at least once a month. All, the TNT title just have it on Collision. Just why not? It doesn't need to be on TBS on Dynamite. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Just yeah. Rampage and Collision. That's where that title will always be. Mm-hmm. And House of Black, they're on the card. Look, have have just have them on Collision. Have them show up to Dynamite if they need to. If if there's a call for a, a trios title match, like really, like like I said earlier, just have it have a des- designated roster and let people shine give Miro a chance to really shine and show why he he was the monster. He is let Andrade catch some of that heat that he had when he was running in NXT. You
1: know
0: what I mean? Throw hell, throw Throw, throw a lot of people that are like, get on TV every once in a while, but lose, you know? Yeah. I think it'd be kind of cool.
1: Well, no, the thing is if for me, if, if why I also would want a brand split is I think it'd be cool that way certain wrestlers would get more TV time that they don't get already on the two hour dynamite. I think, what I'm looking forward to about collision is you're gonna see certain wrestlers on that roster get more TV time. Now, granted, I know the creative and the storytelling at AEW has been very much been up or up and down. That's a big criticism of that company and that promotion. But with that being said, I think okay, if you got an extra two hours a week now on AEW collision let the wrestlers who don't get any TV time on dynamite have a place to shine over there. That's what I'm hopeful for now. Granted, how's the creative going to plan out? I mean, that's for me as an old school fan to make me want to tune in on a regular basis. How's the stories going to play out?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I mean, if, if you saw um, all access, you saw a little bit of how Tony Khan kind of books in his little book booking book yeah. there yeah. and how he does have things planned months in advance, which is good, but, Is what you should do, especially if you are running a large company. Mm -hmm. But uh, I mean, can he can he really do it, man? Mm -hmm. That's that's the real question. I mean, he he has you know the football team, he has the soccer team, he has his other little businesses. This is just another thing to to add to the task.
1: Yeah, Um, we haven't also keep in mind AEW Dark and Elevation have been more or less canceled or ended. Yeah, and so they're no longer on YouTube, and that's also kind of speculation. Where the reports are, maybe a new TV deal exclusively is going to be with Warner Brother Properties only. Yeah, um, so the only thing right now is they have Dynamite, Rampage, Ring of Honor that's on Honor Club, and in Collision. So all the all the AEW properties are on Warner Brothers. So for me, like I said, I'm I'm hopeful that with Collision. What I'm excited for is certain wrestlers are going to get more TV time, more plays, more opportunities for these people to get wrestling, uh, have wrestling matches. That's what I'm excited for. But like my only concern, like I'm with you, Phil. That's an extra two hours a week. They got to come up with creative. Here, here's what I would I, do. I just, well, I just want to say, I just don't want matchmaking. I want to see stories. I want to, you know, more promos, backstage segments. Get me invested in these characters if you're giving an extra 2 hours a week that i need to tune in for, make it worth my time, make me care about these wrestlers. So that that's where i'm coming from with all that.
0: Here's what i would do like kind of give over the reins, like the main like oh, week to week television creative of Ring of Honor, give that over to somebody else like a Christopher Daniels, a Ring of Honor mm-hmm. legend. You know, he has a higher position now in AEW. And then you know, just kind of like have like a little team because you know, back in the day Vince he had Pat Patterson and he had uh,
1: Briscoe, Gerald Briscoe, uh, Pritchard, Pritchard. Oh, Bruce Pritchard.
0: Yeah. 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 And then eventually, you know, he got uh,
1: Michael Hayes,
0: Michael Hayes and, and, do, Russo do, do. and yeah. Do, do, do. Yeah. So, I mean, just kind of have like a little team, you know, don't take yeah. on the, the whole task yourself.
1: You heard what his current creative team is, right? I, I don't know who, who is. Okay. So the reports are, uh, oh, I, did I text this? Hold on. Let me see if I have I've, it.
0: I've been under the impression it's just him. This whole no, time. so
1: there was reports of um shoot. Did I save this? Okay. Well apparently it's um it's QT Marshall. Okay it's uh uh Sanjay. Uh who's Jeff Jarrett's partner or, or uh manager?
0: Oh Sanjay uh,
1: Dutt. Yeah, and Will Washington. Uh hold on well, let me see. Will,
0: Will, Will Washington. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, that's awesome then.
1: Um, but yeah, I, 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 but for me, though, I want to see some more wrestlers on that creative team. I know the elite have been kind of booking their own storylines as of late in sort of Blackpool Combat Club. And I that, think there's a new rumor that came out that says Daniel Bryan, or excuse me, Bryan Danielson, is uh, wants to help out with some more creative stuff, which I'm excited for.
0: Hell, let, let him cr- do creative for Collision or Ring of Honor or something. Yeah. like um, I like it. I mean you know I've I've kind of stepped into the Booker role booking one match creative is crazy. I can only imagine mm-hmm. booking multiple shows a week.
1: Yeah. So that's my thing. That's like I said between Dynamite, Rampage, Ring of Honor and Collision, I just concern can Tony come up with the creative stuff for all that show Cause I hear I don't watch Ring of Honor, but Ring of Honor apparently is just match after match after match. No really major storylines there. And that's a shame. Yeah, I, I think you know. Let let someone else. You know, maybe Tony Khan needs to give up some power and let some people run that show separately. I, I really wanted Ring of Honor to be AEW's version of NXT. Let that be a brand that you have upcoming young talent work. Well, they have, have some great fun cre- there. Yeah, have some fun. You know, storylines there. Maybe have some veterans that work that show to help work with the young talent. Make that like a hot pocket of. Of storytelling and matches, that's like what NXT was back in the day. But for right now, if it's just match after match, then I feel like there's no major reason for me to tune in.
0: One thing I have a problem with: it looks, it just looks like an AEW show. That's my thing. Yeah, I remember watching Ring of Honor, especially like twenty, what twelve, up until you know, mm-hmm. like the, the elite left. Yeah. Like they had that that shot uh, of the of the uh, what is it the the walkway. The hard cam was the walkway. It just felt different. It had a different feel. Get back to that, man. Yeah. Yeah. You have talent there that's awesome. Like Josh Woods, I'm a fan of his. I mm -hmm. know he had the big match at Revolution and the tag scramble. I'd like to see him do more. I'd like to see a lot of people do more over there. Have Willow Nightingale win the title over there. I mean, she just won the uh, New Japan Strong Woman's title. Spoiler alert.
1: Oh, she did win that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She She beat Mercedes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good for her. Just have talent like that who, you know, kind of have a name for themselves, but really need to come up and have that next crescendo to where they can gradually be moved on to a a collision or dynamite, you know? Exactly.
1: I'm with you. But now what I heard was that one rumor was okay, dynamite will be filmed, you know, Wednesdays live and then Rampage will film right after. Then Saturdays will be collision live and then Ring of Honor filmed right after. So that's kind of the, the, the taping schedule. Well, that, that's what that's, I heard.
0: That's fine, because, I mean, that. uh I'm not going to lie. That AEW taping was a, a low long with, with Rampage <laughs> yeah. and the Darks and everything like that. But, but
1: my thing is, if Ring of Honor is filmed right after Collision, it's just going to look like another episode of AEW. I, is, I like how Ring of Honor was filming some stuff at Universal Studios in what, Orlando or wherever it was. just do that, like.
0: Or we're we're having those dark tapings. Just film it there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like that.
0: Like you're really getting this much money from this deal. Use that that way, man. Just, just just rent out the building and just have ring of honor set up there. Fly in whatever talent, you know, uh, possibly use talent that are closer to that region. So it doesn't cost as much. Mm -hmm, It's a cost cutting mm -hmm. mechanism, but just do something like that.
1: So that, that's just my my thing is like, I'm I want to be happy. That we're getting collision. So if you're a fan of AEW You're just getting that much more TV But I just want to make sure it's worth my time I want more creative stories Feature wrestlers that Don't get enough time right now to shine So that's what I want to be hopeful for I want to be optimistic right now
0: It's simple so- man, if that first episode does not hit people I'm not going to watch this
1: Exactly, it's just going to be another Rampage Because Rampage No one watches Rampage anymore I know people initially thought Rampage was going to be their Smackdown It really is. I heard someone say it's it's just WWE's velocity.
0: Yeah, Tim said that it's velocity or
1: heat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's that's all it is. Like it's not worth tuning in for. I hate to say it, but like I said, so I want collision to be a big deal. I really want collision to be like their SmackDown and have. A roster there that's unique to that show that you get to tune in for. I think it's cool though if MJF as world champion floats between both shows. I'm with you. I think maybe Jade as TBS champion should be on Dynamite only on TBS. Have TNT champion Wardlow currently on Collision mostly. And so I'm with you. Have those titles. Maybe have, was it uh, an Orange Cassidy International champion? Can be...
0: What about the woman's title mainly being on Collision?
1: Oh yeah, exactly. There you go. Sorry. Yeah, yeah exactly. Maybe have yeah, the women's champion on Tag titles collision. stay
0: on dynamite.
1: Yeah, and then have the trios championship. But no, but the FTR are buddies with CM Punk for right now. Yeah, maybe the the tag titles can be on collision, the trios titles can be on Wednesdays. You get what I'm saying? So you can yeah. kind of the international title can be on Wednesdays or whatever. So that way you can have I think you can split the tiles because they do have a lot of championships. And I know, Phil, you've mentioned there's way too many. But uh less is, more. <laughs> less is more. But 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 yeah, with these two shows, you can kind of split them in half a little bit that way. So I don't know. It's yet to be seen how this is gonna go. Like at the per- at the end of the day, of course, I want CM Punk on my TV. I like watching CM Punk, but if he's such a drama, you know, a headache behind the scenes then I get it why AEW might need to cut their losses at some point and be like, we don't need this anymore. I would rather take care of my roster here who are here right now and build the future with, and keep in mind, if CM Punk comes back and people are not happy, then people might leave. Keep in mind, he needs to resign the elite. He has not done yet yet. And we know the elite doesn't like CM Punk. So is it worth keeping CM Punk around and losing, you know, the foundation of that company, uh, the elite leaving, the company here.
0: I don't think they'd leave the company over. I, yeah, I I, I, I hope they don't leave.
1: Look, but then again, leave, how sweet? I, I was gonna say, how sweet would it be? The elite leaves in early 2024. They show up in WWE and help Cody Rhodes take down the Bloodline. I'm just saying. That would be that, that would that would be something. Well, um, you, you, you would say it'd be
0: too sweet. Absolutely, go go help them finish the story. But, uh, but yeah, man, I mean, just like a hard brand split, I'd be interested in that. Uh, th- there are ways that this can be done, but with, with the whole not liking each other thing, think about the money. Could you oh, imagine yeah. the, the Bucks and Kenny versus FTR all in, or Cody or not Cody? I'm sorry, Kenny versus <laughs> CM Punk all in.
1: Come on. Yeah, well, that's thing. They got the Wembley show to worry about. Still, that's the, they sold sixty thousand tickets. Congrats to them. Uh, here's I think the, it's here's cool.
0: the, actually the plus side of collision. So you could possibly do like a collision, like those storylines flushed out it all out, and then like a couple dynamite storylines mainly flushed out it all in.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or have
0: like a super collab, you know, where yeah. the, the shows come together and put on
1: a massive show. Listen, I know we've been talking running long here talking about this, so we, we we could talk more and more, but we'll see how the plays out this week. As as we said, Tony Khan is another announcement. So if they book United Center for collision or announce United Center, I mean, CM Punk's coming back. If they go daily's place, then he's not coming back. So um we keep talking to her blue in the face. But at this point, let's just move on and see what happens this week on Dynamite. All right. Well, speaking of last week's episode or excuse me, this past week's episode of Dynamite. I do want to touch on it. I do want to review it. There's some major highlights here, as far as really they're finally setting up. I think the big matches for double or nothing. Like the card is starting to fill up now. I'm looking at Wikipedia here, and it looks like they have nine matches so far. So it, it's it, it's it's pretty set here. What's going to gonna add, happen? Don't add any more. Oh yeah, I'm with you. Keep it three hours. <laughs> like a four hour marathon uh but no but this week on dynamite i really kind of set in stone all the big matches for double or nothing i thought it was excuse me i thought it was a pretty big pretty good episode of uh of dynamite this week the big takeaway though was um we saw let's see here we got to see i guess i don't know if we call it the main event because the main event would be the world title is NJF, but maybe you call this like the co-main event or maybe this the second biggest match on the show. It's official. The elite versus the Blackpool combat club in uh, uh, um, anarchy in the arena match here. So yeah. let's fill, let's power through all these highlights here. So we saw you know, early in the show, we saw Alex Marvez trying to talk to the young bucks about Kenny Omega's condition, Blackpool combat club show up, beat the crap out of them. They're throwing suitcases, total chaos there. And then later in the night, after the main event, the main the last segment of the show was Tony. Oh, excuse me, was Don Callis coming out uh, to talk to Tony Schiavone and explain himself for turning on Kenny Omega last week, where he had the steel cage match against John Moxley, and he turned on Kenny Omega, hit him with the screwdriver in the head, cost him the match, and ended their their partnership working together. Uh, a couple parts here. What are your thoughts on Don Callis turning on Kenny Omega?
0: I loved it. I thought. Uh, I said on the bullet cast, I thought that was like just a really good ending, a really good uh, crescendo to to that episode of Dynamite. but something that Dynamite, I felt like, is needed yeah, for quite absolutely. some time. I loved that. And then, um, yeah, with with what we saw at the end of this Dynamite, it, it felt kind of like the old early Dynamites were just chaos.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. No, yeah. I'm with you as far as it was interesting. You know, when Don Cows first showed up in AEW – he helped Kenny Omega beat John Moxley, win the title. And now he ends his partnership by turning on Kenny Omega in a match against John Moxley here. So very just, you know, bittersweet moment right there. I'm curious what Don Callis' motivation is. Well, he did explain himself. He said, you know, Kenny Omega owes everything to him in his career and where he's at. More or less what he, he said here. Um, actually, I had some of the notes here. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. So AEW security was up on the ramp trying to protect Don Callis. And he says, everybody wants to hear why I did what I did to Kenny Omega. But instead, I'm going to talk about Kenny Omega did to me. There's only one victim in this scenario. And it's not Kenny. It's me. Without me, there's no Kenny Omega. Um, And then Kenny Omega's music hits the play. And he interrupts Don Callis. Um, He tries to come down. But then the Blackpool Combat Club... Swarm Kenny Omega, start beating him up. It's total chaos. Don Cows gets out of the ring. So Blackpool Combat Club they outnumbered the Elite Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. But then, sure enough, Hangman's music comes. He hits. He comes out and he stands with the Elite. Kenny Omega. He, uh, Hangman has the gold eye patch. Kenny Omega hands the hands the broom to Hangman Page. Hangman takes it, leads the charge down to the ring. Total fight between Blackpool Combat Club and the Elite four on four. Hangman grabs the microphone and says they challenge them to a match at double or nothing. Anarchy in the arena. Great way to end Dynamite. I thought it was awesome. Great way to see Kenny Omega Hangman reunite because they were once a tag team, as we all know. What do you think about just how that whole Dynamite concluded?
0: So he handed him the broom. Is Hangman now the new cleaner?
1: <laughs> or at least he's extending. Hey, the yeah. olive branch. It's like uh, I'm the cleaner here. You can use my broom to uh, take couple, out the trash in things. the Blackpool Combat Club.
0: Uh, couple of things. One, too many eye patches on, on this show. <laughs> we've seen too. We've seen too many eye patches. I mean, Pac, Hangman, Moxley, Julia Hart. This is all eye patch wrestling. That's what this feels like. <laughs> uh, but look, I love seeing the elite back together. It, it reminded me of the days of old. We were just. We just needed Cody. Just needed, yeah. To yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, I I liked it. And anarchy in the arena. I think it will main event because I, I like uh, remember stadium stampede. I think it main evented like the back to back those years. Yeah, besides the world title match. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, old school. The world title match should go on last, but we've seen in you know in the past that's not always the best case. Sorry, Triple <laughs> H. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I think that I think it's great, man. I'm, I'm excited there. It's going to be utter chaos.
1: <laughs> Anarchy, as they say. Yes. <laughs> the be a lot of Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Um, also, you know, the world title match for Double or Nothing, it's going to be the four pillars, MJF defending the title against Sammy Guevara, Jungle Boy, and Darby Allin. I feel like initially when this rivalry was starting a few weeks ago or last month, I wasn't really buying it. I just felt like they're all in the ring, just kind of whining and complaining. Like, I like you, but I don't like you. You did this to me. It just felt like four guys just kind of, you know, complaining. I wasn't really buying. It It wasn't so much about like, 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 oh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? It wasn't really like trying to I want to be the best here. It was more just like, oh, you did this to me back in the day. I don't like you. It was just I just wasn't really buying it. Yeah, but I feel like the last couple weeks it's been getting better. I'll give them credit.
0: But you know, on Dynamite, Guevara said, uh, "I don't care if I win, or I just don't want MJF to win." Which you don't want to win the heavyweight title. Yeah, you win the championship, that means more money. You don't want more money, like what? Like
1: what are we doing? Well, let's talk about that. So yeah, was it last month? Like MJF did not want a Four Pillars match. He didn't want a Fatal Four Way for the title, and. Like he came out with that baseball hat and he drew numbers or, or drew names and uh, they had like this. It, it was really convoluted. Even for me trying to re-explain what happened here. But Phil, you remember they had like like uh, almost like a little tournament where Sammy and Jungle Boy faced each other. Darby got a bye and then the winner of that match faced Darby and then MGF wanted to pay Sammy to win, and therefore we pretty much lay down for him at double or nothing, which we knew was not going to happen. You're not going to do that for your main championship. So, but it was really kind of convoluted how they got to that place.
0: Yeah, see, Once that's, they, that's. I'm sorry to cut yeah. you off. That's another one of the problems. We can't just have MJF keep putting people through ropes. He did the labors of Jericho. We did yeah. the thing with Wardlow. We can't just the thing with Daniel Bryan. Yeah, we can't
1: just yeah. keep
0: doing this. It's old. It's tired.
1: Yeah. Well, and then MJF you know, offered to pay Sammy Guevara to lay down for him, gave him a blank check, whatever it was, and they were kinda on the same page working together, you know, kissing each other on the forehead and stuff. But then it turned into, you know, MGF showed his true colors when Sammy would not or MGF would not let Sammy ride in the car with him, even though we saw the camera shot, it was clearly empty. Sammy Guevara realized, okay, MGF is not really my friend here. And then he more or less turned his back on him, which finally get Got them everyone to be mad at each other. You know what I mean. So with that point, with uh, it, it was then um, we saw also what was, um, um MJF talking to Jungle Boy. Darby Allen comes in, and so he doesn't trust Jungle Boy. So there's a lot of distrust between everyone now. <laughs> this didn't
0: have to be this convoluted. It's like exactly that's remember, my thing. Remember that OVW class: Batista, Lesnar, uh, Orton, and Cena. It's mm-hmm. as if those four guys. We're in a main event for the WWE championship. That's yeah. basically what you could have just built this as the four young upstarts who had everything to prove, who have now had success in the company. You know, Jungle Boy being a tag champ and the thing with Christian MJF, obviously, is the world champion. Darby Allen, a couple time times TNT champion, is run with Sting. Uh, Sammy Guevara, all the groups he's been in, the, the multiple TNT title runs, you know, it all comes down to this. These four are at a completely different uh, level. Their stock has risen in the company. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to see who's truly really the best out of the four. It's just that
1: simple. Yeah, exactly. But they really made this whole convoluted process of like, okay, you two fight each other. Winner fights this person, and then this person, I'm gonna pay off. It was just, it got really confusing, and now, but now everyone is like on the same page as far as we don't like one another. Um, you know, this week we saw Sammy Guevara have a squash match against Exodus Prime. And then uh, Roosh had a match with Jungle Boy Jack Perry, but Roosh dominated that match. Man, I don't know about you, from a booking standpoint, if I have Jungle Boy going into a main event in my pay-per-view, I I should book him stronger. But Roosh dominated that one match with him this week. I was like, "Mm." He did the old John Cena get your ass kicked and win at the end. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then we saw Renee Paquette have a backstage interview with MGF, and he grabbed the microphone, or excuse me, hit the microphone out of her hand. So, I don't know. I've not been fully invested in the build for this world title match here. Theoretically, I should be excited because it is the four pillars, the four young uh, uh, faces of this company. Um, But I don't know, man. I'm not really not fully invested in this thing. So, Um, all right. We also know Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho is going to be a double or nothing. This has been kind of a weird build as well. As far as last month, was it, uh, uh, Chris Jericho. Wait, who had the match with Keith? Was it Keith Lee, right? Uh, yeah,
0: Jericho had the match with Keith Lee and
1: Adam Cole and- comes down to the ring, helps Keith Lee and walks away with him. And I was like, that was so random. I was like, are they doing the whole manager thing that was yeah. WWE? Is that what's going on here? Exactly. That's why I thought so, too. But then it was like Jericho got pissed at Adam Cole because like he just brushed him off and walked away. And then Jericho did the same thing to him. It, it, it was kind of, you know, I was kind of like, where, where are they going with this? But anyway, a couple weeks ago, we saw Roderick Strong make his AEW debut. What do you think about Roderick Strong joining AEW?
0: Bring back Bobby Fish. Fulfill the prophecy.
1: <laughs> I'm with you. Give me Undisputed Air versus the Elite. I want that so bad.
0: Yeah, uh, I, it actually shocked me. I love Roderick Strong. I wanted to see him, you know, kind of do some more stuff in WWE, but it's it's it is what it is. Yeah, um, but no,
1: very no, very excited to see Roderick Strong in AEW. I hope he can shine there, especially like I said with the two shows. That someone I think can get more TV time. What a more Collision? I let him just go. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, but Jericho cut that promo with Roderick Strong saying, "I have a court document saying uh, Adam Cole's not allowed in the building where I'm at," and then Roderick Strong says, "I have a match with you, uh, last man standing match." Uh, But mine, uh, Jericho Appreciation Society Are also banned as well So we had this last, mass, last man standing no, falls match out anywhere. Or excuse me, Falls Count Anywhere I'm sorry Yeah,
0: and then they go to the outside Which, you know, uh, creative way And they yeah. were outside of the building Which I like, you know, I like when wrestling does that And Jericho got pinned on some dirt
1: Yeah, <laughs> so that was my thing Like, I know this Falls Count Anywhere Seemed kind of extreme out of nowhere Because, like, they have never faced each other Like it just kind of out of nowhere. But it makes sense from the booking standpoint. That was very creative. I thought it was a fun match, but I thought it was a great way to uh, get them outside the building. And therefore, technically, they are going by the rules. Adam Cole can show up and attack Chris Jericho. And then Roger Strong got the win here. So uh, setting up their match for uh, Double or Nothing.
0: So now you're in to – I mean, Jericho can lose because he's Chris Jericho. He doesn't really need it. But then they're going to have him lose two pay-per-views in a row. Because remember, he lost to Ricky Starks. Yeah, like, I, don't I have
1: know. problems with what Ricky Starks is doing. Yeah, um, we'll get into that too as well. I have yeah. thoughts as well. Uh,
0: and Adam Cole, he needs a big win, you know, if he's going to get into the title picture. Because mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. that's where he goes after this.
1: Yeah, I think Adam Cole. Not the early predictions here, but I think Adam Cole needs to win, and I I would like to see him be a, eventually, maybe the one to beat MJF for that world title.
0: Uh, Brandon, my my host, would disagree with you. He thinks Eddie Kingston's the guy to do it.
1: Ah, uh, uh, well. But he's injured, man. He's recovering from surgery, right?
0: Yeah, no, I'm talking about like when, like it, the con, like it. It's almost 2024, and that mm-hmm. winter is coming. You know, boom.
1: Gotcha. Case ah, case okay, I can him. see that.
0: But yeah, uh, I'm I'm excited uh, about this match. You know, two of, two of my favorites. I'm, I'm a huge Jericho fan, as you know, and then I just I love Adam Cole, especially when that Undisputed Era was running. Man, he just he was so he was so white hot. Like, it, yeah. They should have really capitalized and let him stay with the company, but it is what it is.
1: Yeah. Uh, also, we got a TNT championship match set up for Double or Nothing. Wardlow defending against Christian. Wardlow came out at the beginning of the show, wanted to fight Christian, confront him. Christian and Luchasaurus come out. I like Luchasaurus' new look, like an evil look. He's got the shoulder pad with the spike or, you know, the the reptile spike. The, uh,
0: the lawsuit with the mask. Have you heard about this?
1: Yeah. Wait, who is it with it again? It's like a movie. Or, yeah, you know, uh, some,
0: uh, some guy that like had the mask as a design and Luchasaurus got it. And when he was like on the indies and whatever, and then you know, since you know, he's uh, I guess the deal was like you can use it to wrestle or whatever, but like not merch for money or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you know, AW's made a whole bunch of merch and money off of it, so they've been in a lawsuit. And then I guess their claim to have this thing thrown out was dismissed, so it's going to be an ongoing battle.
1: Oh, wow, okay, yeah. well, we'll see what happens here. Well, uh, Christian comes out cuts a great. Heel promo. He's one of the best on the microphone and just, man, some of the stuff he said, whoo, um, uh, they attack Wardlow, use a ladder, take him out. And then we see a backstage segment with Wardlow. Arn Anderson comes up, grabs the ice, throws in <laughs> like, sorry, like you motivate Wardlow here. So they're gonna have a match at, at double or nothing. I'm excited for it just because Christian's such a good heel. But, but Wardlow, that's a big match. He needs to win there.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you're going to have a louder match with somebody.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. With Christian, absolutely. You know, one of the kings of uh, TLC. So absolutely, that should, that should be a lot of fun. Uh Orange Cassidy, man, this guy who's been the AEW international champion, to his credit, man, he's been de- defending that title week after week. He's been a total workhorse for the company. Yes. Um,
0: but if it's the international title, shouldn't it be defended other places besides like Pac? He was defending it and like on the Indies and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wait. No, I'm, I'm with you. But, uh, the story to trying to tell is like orange Cassie's like just getting beat up from wrestling so much. He's got like wrapped up hands. He's just, his body's breaking down from all these matches. Uh, great baby face move as far as, you know, Hey, I'm defending this title week after week. Um, he uh, uh had a match him and Darby Allen took on Big Bill and Lee Moriarty. They picked up the win. Uh, but then backstage Renee interviewed him and it's like he he's like, he just bring all the challengers and he says he's one has a 20-man blackjack battle royal for the AEW International Championship at Double or Nothing. So it's uh um it's gonna be interesting, man, that they're gonna have a battle royal for this title, so Orange Cassidy can theoretically get thrown out early in the match, be eliminated, and lose the title that way. Yeah, it's do You like think he's tw- gonna lose the title?
0: I don't know. It's like twenty different challengers, and then he said he'll make twenty-one. Now it's blackjack. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Um, I. How is this different from the uh, the other battle royal they do? Where they come out in suits, you know, like how oh, they yeah. doing yeah. stuff like that. Honestly, what I would do. Like whoever the last two are, just turn it into a one on one, and then boom, whoever wins is the champion.
1: So I, I, I imagine Orange Cassidy's probably going to go to distance, and I mean that's he's going to have probably the longest run in that match. So we'll see how that goes. But, uh, but it's something it's a, different.
0: If it's a regular battle royal, then whoever like throws him over the top rope, he, his equity's not really tarnished because he wasn't pinned or submitted. For exactly.
1: The exactly. Um, now, the tag titles, that's also going to be up at Double or Nothing. FTR is going to take on Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Man, like, I, I'm torn because I like Jeff Jarrett. I love Jeff Jarrett. He is great. One of the best work punches of all time.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: But I don't know why he's having so much TV time. Because like, he's just Jarrett. I know, but I'm still pissed that the Acclaimed lost the titles months ago. Where are the Acclaimed? Yes, they're the most over team in all the AEW. They should be on TV. And then uh, the Gun Club,
0: you know, what happened? they disappear.
1: Yeah. Maybe they'll be on Collision. I mean, that's the thing. That's another example of the importance of Collision, getting these uh, some of these tag teams more TV time. But like I said, I just don't know... If Jeff Jarrett should be getting this much T V time at this point in his career when you can have a younger team working with
0: I think like it's just early, a filler, filler storyline,
1: man. Yeah, exactly. Well we saw, you know, they beat up uh uh FTR, Karen Jarrett made her return or made her, excuse me, made her debut the OG made- Karen. Yes, exactly. Um, I've been liking the stuff with Mark Briscoe, though. Jeff Jarrett. like they're all fighting for uh, Mark Briscoe's love and attention at this point, point. and he's going to be a referee for that match, right? Is um, yeah. Let me see. Let me double check. Uh, actually,
0: Mark Briscoe just celebrated 23 years in the business.
1: Nice, that's awesome. Yeah, Mark Briscoe serve a special guest referee. So I liked the the video package they did on the farm with Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal and the rest of the crew. I thought that was very funny. Um. So yeah, it's now you got Karen Jarrett. The fact that she's coming on, like, I wonder if this is a one time thing or is this, is she going to be a regular on TV now as well? It's a 2011 TNA all over again. Exactly. Uh, we saw. Let's see. Uh, Hikaru Shida, Britt Baker take on the outcast and uh, um, let's see who actually who won that one. I'm trying to remember uh, for, here. for
0: that, Hikaru Shida was with the company.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. No, it's great to see her back. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, the outcast okay. one, right? Yeah. As the ref was distracted, Tony sprayed Britt Baker in the eyes. Tony Storm pinned Britt Baker after spiking her with the pile driver. Britt's so, really
0: gone down, too.
1: Yeah. Or, uh... Well, Jamie Hayer has been on TV recently. I know she's been recovering from an injury. Uh, but we saw later in the show, Tony Storm cut a promo with Renee, and she pretty much challenged um, Jamie Hader for a match for the women's title at Double or Nothing. So I'm guessing Jamie Hader is going to be back from injury by that point. She'll be healed up. So that's going to be good, man. They had a great match last year, right? So it's almost like a rematch of sorts between yes. the two of them.
0: Yes, because uh, didn't Tony took it off of her, right?
1: I think it was or, or, the or, other or Jamie around. I'm trying to remember now. See, I'm to so yeah, track it's, of. I, I can't. I can't remember either. But no, I I'm, I'm excited for this match even though I was kind of maybe hopeful someone else would get an opportunity for the title but from the story here I guess I can see why um I know we're running long here maybe in next episode I'll talk more about my thoughts on the outcast I, I feel it's a little bit of a miss with the whole outcast story yeah. I feel like
0: I know we're running long. Can we touch on uh, Ricky Starks and the the whole Jay White thing real quick?
1: So, yes, that's the last thing here. Good, Thank you for bringing that up. So, yeah, in the main event, it was Ricky Starks taking on Jay White here, Juice Robinson by his side. I don't know about you, man. I don't know why they're doing this feud right now. Both of them don't need this right now. You bring Jay White to the company, take on Ricky Starks. Both of them need a win right now.
0: So, Jay White, you know, he had that match at the – San Jose, New Japan show. We were both there. Uh, great match with Eddie Kingston loses. And then David Finley comes out to tax him, says this man is no longer in Bullet Club. Yep. So why would he – why is he in Bullet Club gold in, in, in AEW? This, what this is, is it, Bullet
1: Club gold?
0: They never this, explained it. It's the gold version of Bullet Club. That Look, dude, it's not – if this was 20 – what – 13 to 19 you can get a lot out of these different bullet clubs but it's not that <laughs> anymore the key players are no longer in that group i mm-hmm. hate to say that honestly jay white should have come over to stanford that, that's just the bottom line that's that's well, where a lot, that's where that's remember, where I'm it because you have such a great send-off you know that that was going to be the end of the bullet club run and everything now brandon on the show this week he said don't even call it bullet club golf. that's stupid just do like a switchblade pun or something, and call it that. You yeah, know?
1: Call, like a switchblade faction or something.
0: Yeah, because you have, doesn't like, make You're right. I, d- like you have Bully Club on AEW, on Impact in New Japan. New Japan Strong. Then of course we have the OC running around in WWE. <laughs> we have the Elite. I mean, like these six different incarnations of this one group from all these years. Like, w- w- what are we
1: doing? No, I'm with you he got kicked out of Bullet Club, and when he shows up in AEW, when he signs with them, everything he does has Bullet Club all over it. It's like, no, it doesn't make sense. He got kicked out. You're you're done. But they're, like, riding this Bullet Club goal, but they never explain what this is, and it's just the two of them. Are they going to add more members? Like, it really seems like, and then the reports were, I guess, WWE was interested in bringing JY, but then they kind of backed out, so JY ended up signing with AEW. It really feels like AEW signed him, but had It was such a last minute signing. They didn't have anything lined up for him creatively. So just throwing him in this feud with Ricky Starks. But he's new to the company. You got to keep him strong. It's a big free agent signing. You got to give him some wins here. Ricky Starks
0: got the biggest win of his career over Chris Jericho. Yep. This is what we're doing.
1: Yes. And that's the thing. Ricky Starks, which some people have argued, he should be the one in that four pillars match. He's what I would have done, bro. mm -hmm. I would have had
0: Samoa Joe beat Wardlow. Okay. And the, or no, actually no. Let me scratch that. Wardlow beats Samoa Joe, Hobbs beats Wardlow, and then Hobbs wins the rematch and Hobbs is just running with the t- a TNT title. I'd have Starks beat Will Hobbs cuz they have history from Team Taz.
1: Exactly. You're right. Yeah, I'm with you. It's well, <laughs> the booking of Hobbs, it's a whole other issue I've had. Oh, I know we're running along was- here. There, there's so much like I said. I I can go on a tangent of all the booking issues I've had last couple months. And that's why, you know, I'm, 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 I'm pissed about some of that stuff, but you're right. Ricky Starks, he, he got that big win over Chris Jericho. He should use that as momentum to take him to the next level with this company. But you put him in a match with with Jay white, it's a lose, lose situation. Whoever wins here is great for them, but then the other person will lose their momentum. So I'm with you. It's, it's, I don't know why they didn't save this match for the pay-per-view at least. So, but yeah, no. And the actual match though, it was, um, uh, you know, Ricky Starks grabbed the chair, smacked Juice Robinson with it. The ref turned around, saw Ricky with the steel chair and disqualified Ricky. So Ricky loses by DQ. I don't know if they're going to set up a rematch for double or nothing. That's not been announced yet. Actually, let me just double check here. Wikipedia. No, nothing here. So... I can imagine they'll probably have a rematch there, but um, I don't know, man. I'm a uh, yeah. Jay White is such a cool wrestler. They should be doing more with him as well, but I don't know. It, it just shows is, how, well, how big that roster is. Hence why you should you should probably go with the brand split or at least a divided roster for Collision and Dynamite.
0: What Arn Anderson said: 150 different talents. Yeah, like, a couple weeks ago, I was like. Ah. Why?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot. It it's it's a lot. So between
0: four um, different shows and people still don't have time on TV.
1: Come yeah, on, now, bro. I know.
0: I hate to be that guy, but we got we got to start cutting people. Like I I don't want to be that guy, you know. But like it's that's where. Or, it
1: <laughs> they really need three rosters: have a dynamite roster, have a collision roster, and have an ROH roster.
0: What about Rampage?
1: <laughs> that's for, say, that, that, that that's velocity. <laughs> you do need that. That's, don't need. that's
0: jacked and metal. <laughs> yes, yes.
1: So um yeah, we'll see how it goes, man. I'm uh I'm curious how Double or Nothing's gonna play out. I really feel like Double or Nothing's been kind of an afterthought as well because everyone was so concerned about all in, all out, the Wembley show, uh where where all out's gonna be. But yeah, it's like, oh, they have a pay-per-view coming up next weekend and so finally they're building up all the matches on dynamite this week and then next week it will be the go home episode so we'll see how it all goes man but uh yes i know we've been running long thank you everyone for for listening this whole time it was a lot of news cm punk this episode dynamite i thought was really stacked with a lot of moments here that we need to talk about especially with double or nothing on the horizon so uh on that note let's start wrapping things up phil where can the clicks just find you online
0: oh you can find me on my personal uh Social media is Heel Antwine, H-E-E-L-A-N-T-W-I-N-E. The Bullet Cast on Instagram, at Bullet Cast on Twitter, uh, Bullet Cast on YouTube. I'm going to plug a couple things. Uh, next week, Saturday, May 27th, Slash-A-Palooza, Agua, Narrative Formations in San Jose. It's Boss Man's Birthday. Come party with us. And then uh, the day after, Collectible Stampede, May 28th in Woodland, California at Taqueria, Guadalajara, 6W Court. Uh, please find out if Alpha AlphaZo retains the Bullet Cast title against Dave Waste and Loverboy Leo. Also, we have other matches. There are going to be ladder matches there. There's going to be a burrito-eating contest. You don't want to miss it. Come check it out. May 28th, uh, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Wrestling starts at 10.
1: Ooh. And uh, is it true an ECW legend will be there?
0: Yeah. Look, man, you got... You got Mustafa Sa'id. that'll be there. There's two less we got to worry about. And then you have the suicidal, homicidal, death-defying Sabu will be in attendance. Yes. Yes.
1: Looking forward to that. All right. And I'm Baby Huey. Follow me on Facebook at Baby Huey Official, Twitter, and Instagram at BabyHuey83. For everything else, please follow at in the click on social media. Subscribe to us where we get your podcasts at. If you watch us on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. Give us a thumbs up. Please share the podcast as well. Email us in the click at gmail.com. I still need to do a bonus episode of just answering emails. There's so many. Topics to get into. I'll do that one of these days. I'll come back for that. Yes, absolutely. And on that note, let's go home. And that's the bottom line because Huey said so.